Hello voices, my name is Joe Troy and I'm a multi-award-winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. A bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. As a voice actor, one of the biggest problems I can admittedly say is that you never do quite feel like enough is enough. You're always looking to the next job and wondering, will I ever get booked again? I guess that's the feeling over most creative fields, but the question is, can you overcome it? What's the best way to get support if you have questions or concerns and how can we own the title of freelancing? Today's adventure it's about freelancing. Now, you may be thinking, Joe, this isn't an audio topic, so why are you talking about it? Well, it might not directly be related to the industry, but I wanted to get some inside scoop and advice on the freelancer world because that's what we all are, right? Freelancers. I never, ever thought I would be a freelancer until I was thrown into this world in 2020, and it was definitely a deep learning curve. Not only on what I should or shouldn't be doing, but who to ask if I have questions, network, and most importantly, how to get work. On top of that, how do I sort out my finances and make sure everything is above board? Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with two individuals who I have met in person and virtually and have gained a lot of knowledge from. First of all, I'd like to introduce Benji Potter, aka the LinkedIn Whisperer. He works a lot in the world of LinkedIn, where, let's be honest, most freelancers gain a large chunk of their network and work. Benji spent a decade working as a showbiz journalist, interviewing the likes of Beyonce, Sir Rod Stewart and Sir Elton John before pivoting in creator partnerships at tech giant Meta. Nowadays, he films cheeky TikToks, helpful reels and coaches clients to fulfill their career goals on LinkedIn. Let's hear what tips and thoughts he has to offer. Hi, my name's Benji Potter and I'm the LinkedIn Whisperer. I help freelancers show up on LinkedIn, grow their businesses and get more leads and create buzz. So, some of the common questions that I get from freelancers are, how do I show up on LinkedIn without being cringe? What the heck do I write about? And how do I show up without showing off? So first of all, the cringe question, which is the question that I hear so much, people really feeling like now is the time they want to show up on LinkedIn, but they just don't want to be cringy or embarrassing or share kind of exciting news. Um, and I would basically direct them back to one word, and that one word is value. So what value are you providing in your post? So once you've written your post, or you've come up with an idea, ask yourself, where's the value for the audience? Because providing value for free on LinkedIn is what is going to build the trust with prospective employers. Um, what do I write about? That's another one, right? We see other people's engaging content, see all their likes and comments, and we think, what do we write about? Well, there's a few places you can start. You can start by doing something called allow me to introduce myself, where you kind of do a potted history of who you are and, 
you know, show people the twists and turns of your career. And, and I guess the value in that is showing that you can have an unconventional path to end up where you are. There's other stuff like you might have done a new piece of training or you might have learned a new fact about your industry that you want to share. I found this was a really common problem. So a few months ago, I created something called 30 Days of LinkedIn Prompts. And this was ideas for 30 days worth of posts. So if you find me on Instagram, LinkedIn underscore Whisperer, or on LinkedIn, BenJP, B-E-N-J-Y-P, then I'm happy to share that free document with you. um, And you can see content from people that have done that free course. And finally, how do I not show off on LinkedIn? I think, again, that's about that value piece. You might have done something incredible or worked with an amazing brand, and that's totally fine to share. I guess my challenge to you would be, where's the value piece in that other than just showing off? So how to grow your business? Well, it's about connecting with people, past, present, and future employers and colleagues, and also about commenting on other people's conversations. So not just posting yourself, creating networks by commenting, and just being authentic and true to you, not feeling like you have to show up as some kind of squeaky clean professional little work robot. So one tip I would give to new and existing freelancers is just to start. Just start posting, see what works, and you'll soon get an idea of the kind of thing your audience want to hear. LinkedIn at the moment is a bit of an untapped resource for the entertainment industry in particular. So the sooner you show up, the more chance that you'll get more eyeballs on your posts and you'll really be seen as an expert in your field. So I'd say to get the most out of LinkedIn, I would try to aim to post once a week or once a month. Just keep your cadence kind of regular. Um, If you don't feel like posting, then comment. But don't see it as like an advertising billboard. You'll want to have a link to your voice reel on LinkedIn, somewhere on your profile. But first and foremost, you'll be getting people's attention by the kind of experience you've had, the opinions you have, the things you've learned, the way you're, the way you're upskilling. And yeah, just to remind you that you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn underscore Whisperer, or on LinkedIn, B-E-N-J-Y-P. Lots of tips and tricks and a couple of harsh truths about LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you, Benji. Next up... I got to have an in-depth convo with the amazing Sophie Cross. She's an editor and publisher of Freelancer Magazine, a quarterly 100-page glossy print business magazine for creative and B2B freelancers. Sophie launched Freelancer Magazine via a widely successful Kickstarter campaign, which hit 150% of its goal and sold 1,000 copies of the magazine before the magazine even existed. It now has a rapidly growing community of B2B and creative freelancers and readers in over 25 countries. Sophie is a big believer in community, always trying to connect people to one another within the freelance industry, as well as inspiring freelancers to make their own thing to scale their businesses. I wanted to ask her about her journey, common questions and problems freelancers face, 
and more about Freelancer Mag and how you could use it as a resource. Let's go. So I'm the editor and publisher of Freelancer Magazine. Yeah. The issue 11 coming out, it's a quarterly business magazine for the freelance community, largely for B2B and creative freelancers. I've been freelancing myself for 10 years, a bit over 10 years. So my background's mainly in marketing. So I was working for the travel and hospitality industry and still kind of doing a little bit and thinking about getting back into, you know, and having a finger in that pie. So yeah, freelancing myself in marketing. But um, my main gig is Freelancer Magazine, which is print first, it's digital too, but we also have like online courses for freelancers and um, yeah, just building a community really. It's like not not an official membership but people get connected by getting the magazine and by getting involved in the courses and um yeah it's cool so how did you get here like what made you start the magazine so classic pandemic story um so had you know had a fairly successful freelancing business look quite a lot of decent clients in the travel and hospitality space was working for people like lastminute.com was actually living really rurally in Somerset for five years and wanted to get back to London, itchy feet to kind of like do more in real life stuff, um, kind of move and shake in the hospitality industry a bit more after kind of feeling a bit semi-retired, but having quite a lovely time um, just kind of working for clients from the countryside. Moved back to London in the February, the pandemic hit in the, well, the pandemic hit March, I suppose, and then I'd like lost all of my clients overnight. So was kind of twiddling my thumbs, had been interested for a long time in, well, A, I'd always wanted my own business and obviously freelancing is your own business. And, you know, it's one of the main things I kind of bang the drum for is like, see your freelancing as a business. And it also helps you like create that separation. But, you know, had always wanted a kind of wanted a product, certainly had been interested a bit more in how to productize. Um, You know, we kind of talk a lot about you know, if you're just selling a service, it's like your time is one for one. So had already kind of been thinking about like if it was possible to productize in, in some ways. So I looked at making online courses and started doing that, targeting freelancers really and small businesses, so like marketing courses. And it was like going, it wasn't going well in the fact that I wasn't making a ton of money, but it was just going well in the, I did it. And, you know, it was just so scary to kind of like make videos and put yourself out there and people, you know, actually people were buying them a few people and, you know, giving good feedback. And that was like just enough for me to like think, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And I wanted to create content to kind of put myself out there as an expert in the freelance space. And I was thinking about how to do that. And like podcasting isn't really like my natural, like I'm more of a kind of written. Um, My skills like lie more in that. and kind of already had a newsletter I just thought like a blog is just a bit too you know 2005 <laughs> and all of a sudden I kind of had that 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 uh light bulb moment that was like that sorry my alarm's going for this um that you know there isn't a freelancer magazine and actually the way to catch people's yeah. attention would be to post it through their boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't avoid it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I came up with the idea for the magazine, but I had been making pre-pandemic a magazine for a hotel group. So kind of like a brochure slash magazine that was going in there, all the London hotels. So I called the designer 
who we'd like we'd never met in person but we we'd become quite good friends working on that so I called her like a day after I had the idea and was like would you design this magazine with me yeah and Lyons who's awesome she said yes and she said yes <laughs> and um yeah we've been making it ever since started by a kickstarter like just over two and a half years ago I think so January nice. oh, God, years are so confusing aren't they I know. <laughs> January 2021. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you've been on this journey since you started it. How do you think it's helped you as a freelancer and what have you learned from it? Yeah, it's amazing because basically we're sharing stories of people. You know, we've I've always said I wanted it to be inspirational without being overly aspirational. So we are, you know, we're not looking for people that are you know six figures not to say there's anything wrong with that but like you know we're not just trying to go out there and saying like everyone's got to be earning six figures you've got to be working from bali or mexico city you know we try to certainly have people that are inspirational and doing amazing things and that you can learn from but actually that you know it's realistic and we do have yeah it feels very real i think and yeah it's just all about people sharing those stories and like the mistakes they've made and how they want clients and how they market themselves. So I get to absorb like all of that, which is which yeah. is very, very cool. And I guess also it's the first time that I've been a client. So for the magazine, we now have a team of, I'm not sure how many people, like maybe 10 or 15 freelancers, writers, proofreader, designer. Nice. Yeah, so I then also get to see it from the perspective of like the client and trying to be a good client, but also the perspective of what a client wants. So I think I've learned a lot about freelancing in that way and, and kind of, yeah, setting boundaries and, yeah, what, what you know, just looking at it from, like, different perspectives, which is yeah, always helpful. And, you know, you, you touched upon creating, a, like, a community with what you're doing with the magazine. What common questions or problems are you finding that freelancers are, are facing? I mean, I think it's a tough time. Like, it's a tough time for everyone, right? But I think it's a tough time for, yeah, particularly for freelancers at the moment. Like, an, like if you have an a, a, like an unstable income, the roller coaster, like the roller coaster is always tricky. But then when you also add like general unstable economic times and and cost of living crisis on top mm. of that, like I think honestly, I think the sentiment is that most people are finding it tough right now. And I think, you know, it's really important to kind of have some short-term, but also some long-term strategies to to relationship build and to, you know, to, to market yourself and put yourself out there. And, that, that you know, I, I think a lot of the things that freelancers, because we're so personally attached to our businesses, we feel like, you know, shouting about ourselves or selling or marketing is like bragging or it's like, just difficult or awkward and I think it's just being able to get over that and like I say I think the most important thing is to kind of see yourself as a business and try and create a bit of separation but also to realize that putting yourself out there and like marketing yourself is not like gross it's like you have to do it if you believe in you know you have to back yourself and you can do it in a way like of being helpful and I think if you are helpful like it never it doesn't feel weird you know, you're not kind of shouting about yourself, you're shouting about how you can help people and give people tips and things like that. And I just think, yeah, my main advice would be 
try and create some separation, like see yourself as a business, do your, do a cash flow. You know, I think it's scary. Like I have it myself as well. Like sometimes it's scary to face the figures and face the facts and we can bury our heads in the sand a little bit and we don't want to set goals. Yeah. But actually it gives you a bigger sense of control if you do do these things and you do kind of work out, okay, well, this is, this is what my personal costs are. These are what my business costs are. This is what I need to earn. Like, you know, X amount of, you know, months next year. And yeah, it can just give you a bit more confidence. I think that if you do have a quiet month that actually maybe, you you know, over a few years, you see that May is always quiet for you, but August is generally busier or something. So I think take control as much as you yeah. can. Do you have any tips for marketing? Just one tip. I know you've got a lot of courses on this, so I don't want to ruin it for people, but <laughs> is there like a little tidbit you could give to someone to say if you do this this will help and so on and so forth honestly i think that linkedin is like the best place to be right now yeah you know the organic reach of posts is still really good and i don't think it will be like that forever because inevitably they will go down more of a paid route but i think if you can get used to kind of like regularly posting on there engaging with other people commenting with other people just being real on there actually the connections that you make and the opportunities that, that can come of it like certainly I started using it really intentionally about two and a half years ago and I still have phases that, where I drop off and like you know because you are personally attached to it it is difficult to show up every day and go oh god I really want to feel like posting something today but yeah LinkedIn would be my my tip you know it's where people are looking to do business it's where the budgets are um and I would just say just get on board now because you know it, it is still good and actually if you haven't used it for ages and you think it's still it, it's kind of full of people humble bragging like it's not really like that anymore and actually you can choose your own community you can choose your own connections unfollow people if they make you feel gross and yeah put yourself out there what's the visibility like on linkedin like are you actually being seen by people or is it kind of like instagram with the algorithms where it's literally your circle's like 30 people no it's like good at the moment it's good like okay. and they change things and the algorithms change for sure and like they've made an update recently where um they're trying to push people to premium so like there didn't seem much difference mm. before i don't think between like premium and non-premium but now you can only send 10 dms i don't know if it's a week or a month but to be honest i don't use it like that yeah. like i don't use it so much to mm. like I think that's to people you're not connected with. So they're trying to push you onto premium so that you can okay. do, that you can have on, like, you know, 100 or unlimited. I mean, I don't really use it like that. I use it as um, like more to comment and to more to post and put stuff out there. Yeah. And I think the impressions are really, really good. And yeah, like that would be my number one tip. LinkedIn plus newsletter. <laughs> Newsletters. Interesting. You, you brought that up. I see you championing newsletters a lot. On, mm. on LinkedIn especially why where did that come from and how does it help um a freelancer in getting business and being seen so I think the ideal thing is that you own your audience like so basically if you, you if you are on LinkedIn and you don't start capturing people's data somewhere else if you don't stay to people okay so I think the ideal thing is right that you you put something out there and you say 
you know, you're targeting your ideal client and you're giving them some helpful tips and you're putting that on LinkedIn on a post and then you're saying at the bottom of that post, like for more like this, sign up to my newsletter. And then you're getting those people to sign up to your newsletter yeah. because inevitably one day the algorithm on LinkedIn will change and they own, you know, they can do whatever they want. They can suddenly say, we're not going to make you appear anymore in front of people. You're going to have to pay for that. But if you've started to capture people on your on a on a newsletter database, you know that's yours essentially. That's you own that as much as you can own anyone's data. So I think, you know, and from from freelancing for ten years, from setting up the magazine, like from trying lots and lots and lots of things, and you know, still trying to get better at everything, that is the ideal for me. Like is like. Find a way to grow your database, which is probably going to be through social. You know, it might not be LinkedIn. You might, you know, Instagram might work really well for you, especially if you have visual things. But, you know, it might be paid if that can work well for you. But these are all adding like different layers of complexity. And actually, you know, because things aren't really that visual, you know, if there aren't that many, like there's tons and tons of copywriters on LinkedIn. And, but if you can do something a little bit different and also, God, you know, if you even if your database is only fifty people, you know, you only grow it to that or hundred people, but it's really, really targeted. Like you've got your dream target clients on there. Like better that than having like some generic database of thousands of people. So yeah, I would just have a real, you know, I would have a think about who your dream clients are, what is the most helpful information you can give them? Like what 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 email could you send them that they wouldn't be able to not open? And, you know, you can start reusing your social content for your newsletter. You can start reusing your newsletter content for your social. You know, you can start saying in your newsletter, make sure you follow me on LinkedIn. You can definitely put me on the bottom of all your LinkedIn posts, make sure you sign up to my newsletter. And, you know, it's just, again, it's another way of like being able to take a little bit more control over your own marketing. Do you see any new um, resources or any apps or websites that you see coming up at the moment that you think will be important in the next, say, two, three, four years? God, it's all AI, isn't it? And I'm trying to like avoid it as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burying my head in the sand about it, to be honest. Yeah, do you um, know what? I, 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 Everyone talks about AI, like you said, and I try to ignore it for a while, but you can't. And, and I, I feel like I'm starting to embrace it now. More so with the the business side, you know, the not the performative side on my part, but the business side, organizing myself and getting myself sorted that way. Because ultimately, we've always been using it. It's just that now it's the 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 word that everyone's speaking about. So, yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. There's the things that you say that we've already been using and we love about it, right? Like I love um, Spotify serving me songs when my playlist ends <laughs> that you know and all of that and I think it's just like our a lot of our audience are copywriters like I come from a copywriting background so a lot of the chat around AI is like will we need copywriters anymore and I suppose I feel like yeah they do it does do a really good job from a writing perspective but actually just kind of when we've moved out of this we're trying to move out of this era of getting businesses to like not talk like robots and not be super formal and then it's almost like driving us back into that a little bit um but yeah i totally agree with you like i think you know automation like 
you know, the point I'm trying to get to in my business is as much automation as possible, as much productization as possible. So I think, yeah, looking at ways that you can automate things and AI is, that is AI basically. Um, So I think, yeah, my advice would be don't do what I'm doing, which I don't for a lot of things. Like I am trying to automate, but don't bury your head in the sand about it. Like if there are things that can, can help you, then like try and get your head around them because I think it's that's the thing isn't it like we kind of shy away from spending half a day learning something Mm -hmm. because you know it's half a day but actually that's going to save us five minutes a day or you know 10 minutes a day for the rest Mm -hmm. of our lives like we should really embrace that and actually you've got to keep up because there's always going to be the next thing so if you're not keeping up with this thing like it's just going to run away from you so I think, yeah, it's always, always going to change, but you've got to try and keep up a bit wise one day you're going to be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Before I let you go, um, obviously you're doing amazing work with the magazine. Could you tell the listeners more about what kind of courses you you have running? Some people out there who might have a lot of questions, they might be, be able to find answers in your magazine. So yeah, just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. So the magazine is like focused around business and lifestyle for freelancers, really. But like there is a lot about running your business, winning clients, marketing yourself. And the courses are all so the courses are called um, under like freelance magazine marketing school. And I write all the courses myself. They're all um, video and text based. There's tasks. They're a bit of fun. They've got a playlist just for like just to make it lighthearted and a bit more memorable. And they get really, really good reviews, like much, not much to my surprise, but, you know, I'm just really honest with what I think works and what I think is most helpful. And I'm a bit, and it's like a bit of a kick up the arse in some respects. So I just released a new course called Grow Your Own Newsletter. So yeah, it's just like, it's not just do it, but there is a bit of just do it in there. But, you know, it's helpful in terms of like taking you through the steps. So there's one, uh, my flagship course, I guess the most popular is LinkedIn for Humans. Then there's Grow Your Own Newsletter. And then there's a couple of mini ones um, mm. like con- about content creation and nailing your offering. Yeah, and more coming next year. So I'm going to release a course, I think April time called, it's going to be about making your first course. So whatever oh, cool. that is going to be about. But so you can start to like productize your business and just kind of all of the learnings that I've had in making courses and selling courses and finally making some all right money from courses over the last few years <laughs> gonna hopefully help people do that a bit quicker than it took me nice well that sounds amazing i'll put all the links down below so people can check it out for sure but um yeah thank you for your time today um definitely thanks so much for having me sparked my interest in looking into linkedin again do use it but i'm definitely gonna <laughs> check out some things that i'm missing so um thanks for that um yeah thank you for your time um, yeah hopefully speak again soon yeah see you on LinkedIn bye (laughs) so what did I take away from today's conversation be a real person join networks use professional platforms like LinkedIn use them intentionally and not just to keep up appearances some of us may feel slightly anxious when reaching out to people and even may be feeling extra pressure watching our peers accomplishments but You can pick and choose what you see and interact with. Remember, you are in control. Own your audience. Utilize your contacts. 
Don't rely on one place to get your work. So if you can gather people's data for the future, do it. Everything is controlled by algorithms these days. So don't just be on autopilot and riding the wave. Be ahead of it and not reliant on it. Newsletters are a great way to collect data if you have content that you feel you can offer to others. But if that's not for you, simple CRM will do. What is a CRM, you may ask? Well, you could Google it or you can wait up for our upcoming episode where we will cover it. And lastly, keep up to date with the ever-changing world of technology and the way your industry works. Stay in the loop and don't get left behind. Once you fall behind, it will be very hard to catch up. All of these takeaways are interlinked in a way and all center themselves around being proactive, organized, and educated. Easy, right? I wish. Thank you, Benji and Sophie, for joining me on today's adventure. This is a very complex topic and of course can't be answered in 30 minutes, but I hope this has raised some alarm bells or given you a nudge in the right direction to ask any questions or concerns you may have. You're done for another week. Make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, everyone, bye-bye.